Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 5, Episode 40. Josh Horowitz and I detail all eight distance races coming up this weekend in Bloomington for the state finals. Let's hit it. All right, we're continuing our coverage for the greatest week of the school year. Colin Altavote, I'm here with Miles Splits, Josh Horowitz, and we're going to go in-depth on all of the distance races. Josh, I put eight minutes on my watch, so theoretically we shouldn't go over 32 minutes uh, for each of these. Any overarching thoughts? This is the boys' preview right now, and then we'll take a break and do the girls' preview and, and cut that into one podcast. Any? Anything surprising overall after the regional round or heading into the state meet? You said eight minutes per event. So we can almost hit the standard for the boys four by eight is what you're telling me. Just like you, 10 you other teams Actually, I have did. Seven, I have 7.59 on here. And yeah. I'm going to, I'll set it to, I, I have it at 7.57. I'll set it to 7.59. Perfect. Because because so, so many teams made it seem easy to go 7.59. So many yeah. that we're going to have more than 27 teams. Yeah, and I wonder how they're going to break that up. <laughs> uh, is that is that one of the big takeaways then? Was how how many teams made it in the four by eight? I guess it was all. It was really just kind of one regional, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. They did all come from the same regional. Um, it's just fun when one event ends up with more than twenty seven. But I think just talking overarching for the boys side, um, I was thinking about the last time I was on here and you know, the, the thoughts we had and th did we learn anything? I'm always trying to figure out what we learned or is there anything new? I think so. That, that's what I'm, I'll say as the overarching thing. I think so. So. Well, and we'll get into that as we go event by event. So our plan is to go in chronological order with the exception of the four by eight. We're going to save that, save the best until the end. So we're going to talk about all the individual races, individual events as they'll happen in the meet. So here we go. Hitting the button on my watch, starting with the boys, 1600. The number one time is Will Conway, who ran 405 in the sectional round, but did not run in the regional round. First question, did that surprise you? When you say number one time, you mean like state leader, right? No, number one time in the state, yeah. Okay. Um, yes. I would I, I not that I don't think that he could run that fast. Maybe that he was even in the 16 to begin with. Um, but he is obviously a one of the elite distance runners in the state. And 405, I, it's nothing as well. I, I, but it did surprise me a little bit. Yes, in a good way, in the in the best of ways. So you were surprised that he ran 405, but then were you equally surprised that he then dropped it and isn't going to run that at the state meet? Uh, it's, it's funny because as we were kind of talking in our, our messages back and forth, I, based on the way it's going to play out, he maybe gives him the, maybe gives him the better chance to win an event in the 32. Um, so yes, you're at four or five, but you got to understand there's two, if not three more guys probably capable of matching what he did or better. And those same guys might end up in the 32. And so he knows if he does the 32 fresh maybe there's only one or two more guys that can do that. 
So, I mean, he maybe he's just playing the percentages. Um, so I, I'm not that surprised that he would drop it. Another scratch among the top boys in the state was Kyle Clark, who also ran it in the sectional round. Uh, I think he ran 414 there. He ran 413, converted 1600 at the Franklin Central Showcase. He medaled in this event last year at the state meet. But that one seems that one seemed a little more obvious and, and we can kind of, when, when he scratched out of the 1600, we can kind of tell why he did that. Yes. For, for him and his team, it, you, you knew he would do two events somewhere. Um, and the Bloomington North four by 800 is definitely a team to watch for. And so he's going to contribute to that in whatever way he can. And then he'll come back and run the 32 later on. And he's one of the five guys that has broken nine. So sure. He won't be fresh, but, He'll have the longest time possible in between two events that you could have. Um, so it, it, it you know, makes sense from their standpoint to do that. With Conway out, Martin Barco from Martinsville has the best time this year at 407.60, and that's a converted 1600. But just two-tenths of a second behind him at 407.81 is Aaron Lord from New Albany. And then Cole Matisson from Carmel Shoutout won this event last year at the state meet. He ran 404 at the state meet in 2022. His best time this year outdoors was 409 for 1600, but he did run a 405 for 1600 indoors in a national meet. Do you think it comes down to those three guys? Do you give Aaron Lord a chance or does it maybe come down to those top two from the Franklin Central Showcase in mid-April? My gut tells me it comes down to those top two. Um, I mean, I think Lord would play a factor. If you look at, so Barco ran with, or against Matisse at that flashes me. And then Lord ran with Conway at that sectional meet when he went 407. Um, so they both, ha- you can say the, the three of them have had races where they were with competitive people in there. Um, it, it's just hard to go against Martin and Cole, two people who have done it as well as you can do on the highest stages. How do you think the race might go out? <laughs> kind of wondering the same thing. Um, well, it depends who you're asking. It depends who you are. And I know you're asking me, so I'm just going to, I'll go both ways with it. If you are, if you are Cole Matison, you had already run a relay, presumably you're going to have, another event later on in the 3200 you theoretically want to take up as less energy as possible to get your to be able to do it again later on and get yourself the most points um so it might not be up to him to be the one to take it out you kind of leave it to lord or barco who also has enough, well actually barco and lord are both in a second event so who's this will the, be person, the first one this would be the correct this will be their first one um so who's the person that says, not like screw my second event, but like I'm going to try to win this one. I know I need to push the pace for this one. Is it someone outside those top two? Do you have any name or person that you see that would not really even think about that strategy part of it and just kind of go for it? I mean, if if there is somebody, it could it could be it could be Barco, it could be Aaron Lord, you know, it, it could be just about anybody, but I, I don't know that it would be someone, it'll just be somebody kind of 
for lack of a better word, random. Someone that just takes it out in 60, 61, 62. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, you know, it could the Lafayette Jeff regional went out in like 67. Uh, wow. And I think maybe it was 66, but I, I, I think it went through, it, it went through 804 or uh, 213 or 214 because Cole closed in 159. Yeah. So my guess is um, that would not happen. It might, it wouldn't be that somebody is bound to get to the front. I would imagine someone will take it out. Now it may not be 202 like it went out in last year, or 201, whatever Cole took it out in. Cole yeah. led wire to wire last year. Right. Um, and maybe that'll be the same this year. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think some somebody will. And then the other question is, you know, outside of those top two, Aaron Lord is certainly in there with his 407. Who who are some of the other top names you think for this event? So Cameron Todd's listed in both the 16 and the 32. Um, he's just, as we've talked about, he's one of the best distance runners in the state. Um, Jack Weber, Garen, I mean, he, uh, presumably he's also in the four bite, but He'll he's be been able to bite. double pretty well. Coming off of that, um, Ezra Burrell, who has been a medalist in this event in the past, um, is there. So he ran his best race at the regional. Yeah. Of the yeah. whole season. So that that's meaningful. He's yeah. running well now at the right time. He's maybe right. not at the level that he was at last year at his at his height, but he did run four sixteen. I don't know that he'd run four sixteen before the state meet last year when he ran four twelve and he was third. Yeah. The one that and, surprised me a little bit at our regional was that Caden Click, who ran 4.15 or 4.16 at the sectional, um, and he ran 4.15 at the HCC meet, he ran on their four-by. And then he, he still got a got yeah. a uh, spot in at the state meet, but did they run him just to run him to qualify, and maybe they'll pull him to see what he can do in the individual event? I don't know. He's a guy that I think could finish third, fourth, or fifth maybe. Uh, but if he's on the four bite, that's going to be, and, and the weather's going to play a factor. Maybe we'll right. get into that when we're not at the end of our time. There you go. Eight minutes. Hit the standard. All right. 800. Do, do you have a handle for the, for the boys that this seems to be the, maybe the most wide open of any event of any of the 16 events. Do you have a handle on this at all? There's a lot, there's a lot of names that we could, if you, if you put them all on a dartboard, just throw it, take your pick. I wouldn't be surprised at about maybe six, seven, eight names. Do you think that's too many? I mean, there, there's a lot of, a lot of names. I, th I think, I think it might be, out. I think it might be more than that. Mm. So Cole, uh, Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out, has the best time this year, 150, 80. It's about a second and a half clear of his closest competitor who is Martin Barco from Martinsville, 152. Now, Barco will be in this, but he's going to be in the slow heat, the first section, and won't run against all of the other times, all the other top times based on regional performance. He'll get to run less meters, though, around the track. Well, that could be true. Uh, maybe we start with that. Do you think Barco can win from the slow heat? It's happened twice in the last... 10 to 12 years. Austin Mudd did it one year and then Keith Abramson did another year. 
Now, when Austin Mudd won, he was clearly the best guy. Keith Abramson won. He, at times, had been the best guy, just didn't run as well, got a callback from the regional round. Um, so it wasn't like he was a total nobody that won. It wasn't like he really was the 15th best kid in the state. He just happened to get placed in that slow heat. So maybe that's kind of Barco's destiny. I, I didn't realize that Abramson got a callback to the mm-hmm. state meet that year. Wow. That that, is, that just adds to the story. Um, no, I, I think it is possible for him to win it from the, the first heat. I, I don't know if we want to stay away from fast and slow. Um, but I, th- I definitely think it is. He's one that when he ran his 152, it was a solo effort. So he's capable of doing that. And you hope or think that he's, you know, progressing been better. Obviously coming off the 16 at that point may be a little more difficult. But there's also – a couple other guys in that heat that could push him. Mateo Mendez is in there. He's a he's a one fifty five guy. Um, I think he's run one fifty three in the past. That may have been last mm-hmm. year, but he's he has gone that fast in, mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, so I I think I think he is is Joey of is Joey him. Ashman from Franklin Central in that one. Um, why don't I see his name? Maybe he didn't qualify. I don't. I don't think he qualified. And maybe he was fourth in his regional. So here, here's why it's so. It's so strange going into it. Let's just kind of read through, the top. These are the top times, uh, as compiled by Brandon Jones on our on our message board, who's made it very easy on us with this. Cole Matisse in one fifty, not competing in different events. Martin Barco one fifty two. In the slow heat. Matthew and his Kim second event. and second event. Matthew Kim from Fishers will be in it four by eight, and it's going to be 90 degrees. So he's got three hours in between, and he proved at the regional that, that he could do that. Um, he was second in his regional after running a 152 leg there with presumably more time at the state. Not presumably, there will be more time at the state meet. Um, Colin Lacomic from Westfield didn't qualify out of the regional. Charlie Ledke from Carmel, 153. So those other three three guys were 152. Charlie Ledke from Carmel, shout out, 153, 4x8 uh, beforehand. Caleb Winders from Bloomington North, uh, 153, 4x8 beforehand. And, and he's a freshman. Now he's an incredible freshman. He's not a normal freshman. Um, but, you know, that's, that's going to be a tough double. Joey Ashman from Franklin Central, 153. Uh, we're not sure that he qualified. Um, we didn't see his name on the list. Uh, Ryan Handy from Zionsville, four by eight. Jaron Weinel from Jasper, 154. Uh, he will be fresh. Griffin Wheeler from Greenfield, 154. He'll be fresh. Nasty Nate Killeen from North Central, 154. He'll be fresh. Nick Cook, 155. He'll be fresh. Tristan Trevino, 155. He'll be fresh. And he meddled in this event last year. Jaden Goins from Harrison, 155. But now as we're getting into like, Jaden Goins, who's, who's a great runner, and I think he he did get into the fast heat. Yes. But, I mean, he was fourth or fifth at his regional. So c- could someone turn around and, and win that? But he, he got beat by – I think he was fourth, and then he got beat by two boys that had already run on the four-byte and then another who will – didn't at the regional but will at the state meet on the four-byte. So – do you think we're at all overplaying the the heat factor for two 800s? that are going to be about two and a half hours apart, three hours apart. 
Like I, I see it mattering more no, for longer. No, events because I think time. for one for one race, I don't think it matters. Even if that race is the thirty two hundred, I think it's so much harder to recover if it's ninety degrees. Okay. And and you're you're pushing yourself in this one that the best kids in the regional. If you watch the videos, the HSECC dad videos from the Lafayette Jeff regional, you can tell that these top kids, they're running hard. They are racing to the line, but the best ones have an ability to the, uh, this is spinal tap to turn it up to 11. And they're, those kids are probably going to do that or need to do that at the state meet. And so they may run a, a second or two second PR at the on the four by eight and that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing so so by performance list the top four all coming back from the four by eight the next five all fresh and then barco in the second heat so you literally have like the best ones are coming back then that next tier are all fresh and and, that, and it, it feels like ba- at least based on based on regional performance from the performance list after the top four, isn't there maybe a bit of a gap? Like isn't, isn't there? Yeah. Isn't there like maybe, maybe a one second or more than one second gap or is that not the case? No, I mean, it's like half a second. Okay. It's so no, it's, it's like, so, so from, from Caleb Winders at the first spot to Jaden Goins at 10th is less than two seconds okay. from one to 10. So it's going to be, and it, it could be, and who's going to take it out? And maybe it's Winders. Maybe Winders takes it out in 53. But if no one, the la, the sectional and the regional, the most competitive sectional and regional, the path that we went through, we being Carmel, like they went out in 57 or 58 at both of them. And, you know, if it does go out in, in 58 seconds, that can open the door for somebody running a solo time trial and running a 153 and they go out in 58 and close in 56, but it's not enough. No one should be making the mistake of going out too slow in that first heat after it's it happened just, in 2018. And after we talk about it constantly. Yeah. But it's such a tough decision because if I'm the one that takes it out, I'm pretty much, I, I could be sacrificing my chances to, to win. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. No more time to talk about it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. 3,200. Best time this year, Cole Matisson from Carmel. Shout out, 8.56. That happened at the Carmel Showcase. Then the number two time this year in the number one regional performance was Will Conway of Floyd Central, 8.57 in the Evansville Central Regional. Tony Provenzano from Carmel, shout out, and Kyle Clark have also both broken nine minutes. So has Cameron Todd. Cameron Todd will be coming off of the 1600. Uh, Tony will be fresh. Clark will be coming off the four by eight. And then Aaron Lloyd will, Aaron Lord rather will be in it. Uh, he's run nine Oh eight. Sam Quagliaroli will be in it. He'll be coming off the four by eight. We assume uh, he ran nine Oh seven at the Lafayette Jeff regional just last week. And then Will Russell from Columbus North has run on the four by eight, or at least has been listed the last couple of weeks. And I don't know if they're a top contender, but they could certainly finish pretty high up. So that's an interesting decision there. Uh, he ran 901 at the Carmel Showcase. So at least half of those top contenders that have run top times will be doubling or or more. 
Yeah, we have the. So I think Barco is the only guy that broke. So it, let's just start from Will Russell. Those six went nine to one or faster. Barco is the only one that's not listed in the 32, correct? Right. And as and, you go farther down the list, there's a lot of them. So Ryan Ream, 910. Ezra Burrell, 911, but he won't be in it. Asher Probst, 911. He will be in it. And he ran that at the regional. Aiden Lord, 911. He'll be in it. Uh, Max Malloy, is he in it? They're four by eight. He, he is. He's, and he's and in the 1600. Yeah. So, and I don't know if they're, I don't know what they're going to do. Four by 1600, 3200 is a lot. That I, is I've a lot. I've thought about that a lot over the last couple of months. It's definitely a lot if you're a sophomore and, and your team's not in the team race. And if you have a chance to medal in one of the individual events, which he definitely does. And if you had a chance to get a medal, this is, I mean, I, I suppose they could sneak in there on the four by eight, but this would be his chance. That, that's, that's this would be saying. his best yeah. chance for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have, again, with who we think will double and who's listed in two events, I think that the first three in whatever order, most likely three being Cole, Tony and Conway. Yes. That's, that's how I would see it at this point. Um, I said, I sent you my tiers list the other day. Um, but then after those three, so you think, you think those three are in their own tier on paper? Yes. Given, given the context well, well, of yes, the, the meet too. Right. So I, I, I didn't send you the first set of tier that I made, but I made a tier list that was assuming everyone would be fresh. Right. And that and one we just had, know that's not going to be the case. Right. Right. So taking everything into context, they would be in the tier one for the 32, but then the second tier gets a little bit more messy when you talk about who will be doubling the guys that have been nine minutes in the past. And then, a couple guys running the four by eight and then a group of guys that will be pretty fresh and have been getting better that are around nine, 10. Um, you know, there's only nine medals and maybe 12 guys that can get them 14. Um, but then you have X factors too, like, like Rosio or even Membella, Bowski, just good distance runners that they haven't shown their, you know, the times this year necessarily, but they're, they've been some of the better distance runners in the state and with all the guys doubling, you just, you don't know what can happen. And, and then some of the, you know, the, the logistics of the tournament, like sometimes the smart teams have a kid run in earlier events in the sectional and the regional, and then not do that at the state meet. And so that nine Oh five at the sectional and the regional, might look different at the state meet if you pull them off the four by eight. If for, you're in a position example. to do that, right? If you're yeah, in a position to example. do that, okay, we've got a sub for this person yeah. or, well, he helped us get there to the state meet, but we're not going to medal, so we pull them off, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. What do you think it takes to medal? <laughs> I, don't um, think, I don't think you... the weather, I don't think the weather has an effect on one race other than some of these kids who who might be able to run 906 909 in a second race may not be able to if they're going to the well early on and it's yeah nice. so as long as the the race is normal 3200 you know strategy pace wise 907 
906, 907, 908, somewhere in that range should get it done. I think based on the general makeup of the race, I think this one is a lot less likely to go out slow Mm -hmm. than the 1600. I think there's just something about the 1600, especially when you've got those two guys in the race that makes the other, makes the other athletes become spectators to an extent. Whereas the 3200s, somebody's just going to take it. So I I think the 800 or the 1600 could go through the 800 and 210, but I don't see the 3200 going out in 442. No. And I remember the, I remember the last time it did go out in 442 because it was, well, that was your, your senior year. Okay. And we had two guys in it. If if you're Will Conway, you're not waiting around for for Cole to you, you wanna you wanna make him earn it, I would think, and make him work for it. Um, same with Sam and Aaron and anyone that's doubling back. Will Floyd Central doesn't have a four bite at the meet either. Like he's going all in on the thirty two. Right. Um I mean if if he doesn't push So the maybe pace, he takes it, especially if you've yeah. seen one guy already cross the finish line in first twice that day you're thinking i i I gotta i gotta make him earn it that's a good way to think about it if it's an honest pace and we go out in 4 30 and he still hangs on and beats me i did everything i could tip your cap but if we if we go out and it's 8 10 through seven laps and then he closes in 55 maybe that wasn't a very responsible way for me to run the race because I allowed him to do that, to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting strategy. Four by eight. How much time did we have left there? Uh, the 10, uh, like 30 seconds. The 10-minute alarm hasn't come up yet, so we're we're in good shape. All right. Uh, Bloomington North put their team together for the first time at the regional, and they ran yeah. 7.43, which is the best time this season. Zionsville put together their four best at the regional and ran 746. And I think they'd run 748 before that. Fishers put together their four best. They ran 746. Carmel, shout out, ran their four best at the HSR finals and ran 748. Franklin Central ran their four best at HSR and ran 749. Columbus North ran their four best at the regional and ran 751. Uh, it's definitely going to be one of those six, right? Yes. I mean, and I don't... North, Zionsville, Fishers, Carmel, Columbus North, Franklin Central, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just based off of um, it, when we'll get to when we get to the girls' four bite, talk about a similar kind of concept, but when the teams that have two boys capable of one fifty three or one fifty four. Um, and those six teams seem to have that, um, or maybe one of them's a little more even spread out, but the teams that we think are contenders have that luxury of two, one fifty three, one fifty four guys. Um, and just obviously a well-rounded full team of a four by eight, but, uh, you know, you're obviously seeing all these teams right. running. If you, if you got two one fifty threes, but your third best guy is only going to run a two Oh three. Right. You're not in it. Because it is, it can be incredible. You know, two hundred three is a is a is a competitive performance, but it can be 
shocking how slow a 203 will look at the state meet. Right. But I'll, as, as we, you know, you can just do the math on, on, a, on some of the performances on how they would have a 203 in the lineup. And we, we know that these six do not Correct. anywhere in there, therefore. Um, but again, with these times, as we see a lot of them at the regional, like teams get faster in the relay. I, as the season goes on, as the tournament gets, gets later and later, just can't uh, emphasize that enough. How would you going into the state meet, how would you rank those teams? Carmel, Bloomington North, Zionsville, Fishers, Columbus North, Franklin Central. Franklin Central has the 14th best seed time heading in. So they almost missed the cutoff. Do you still do you still think they're a contender? Or do you think they're more likely to meddle and maybe not finish in the top? You know, do, do you think it's not just that they would need to be Bloomington North or Zionsville? They would need to be Bloomington North and Zionsville and Carmel and right. Fishers. Do you still think they're in a yeah, position but- to do that? They now they remember they almost won at HSR, but Zionsville deferred to the DMR, Columbus North deferred to the DMR. uh, And I don't even remember what Fishers did. But they were were right there and they got passed in the last 150 meters. I'd I'd feel more confident about those first five, um, which just with their ceilings maybe being a little bit higher. So I, but Frank Central should be in a good position to medal, um, as you're saying. Any other teams you've got your eye on? Yes. Maybe not to, to finish, maybe not to win it, but who are some of those teams maybe to watch out for? Uh, how about how about Westfield? Uh, they have a couple big substitutions to make. Um, they they squeaked into the, the state meet, hitting the standard by less than half a second, and their best two 800 guys were in the open eight. I believe, I believe it was their best two. Maybe their first and third. I think, I think Hines ran the four by eight at, at regional. I think he ran it at the regional. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So they're, but they're making their a sub, which obviously the sub would be, they've got a guy that's run one fifty two this year. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. make it out of the regional. He didn't make it out. Eight, so open. clearly you put him in. Right. So, I mean, that's, I, I don't know what their other leg was, but you got to think that's five, six seconds at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably more like 10. It's okay. ten. It's ten okay. if he runs one fifty two. Yes, yeah. you have to think they've got a two. If they ran seven fifty nine, they probably have a two hundred two on there. Yeah. So again, they'd, they'd be in a similar situation. Maybe not good enough to win, but good enough to medal. To finishing sure. the top, yeah, in the top five or so. So what? What will be? What will it take to be top nine here? Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Seven fifty one. Wow. Because the it's seven fifty nine this year. You know, the interesting thing about the four by eight is that we've spent, you and I have spent a lot of time thinking about what will this team do? What will that team do? So, so Zionsville, Zionsville has potentially an individual state champion in the open 800. I mean, every school's got a potential individual (laughs) champion in the 800. It feels like they could, they could sit him. They, they would be, they would be giving up on their, chance to win the four by eight. they could sit him and do that fishers is in a similar position 
Carmel's in a similar position. Um, Columbus North, I don't know that their kid would win the 3,200, but he'd certainly have a better chance to finish higher up. Franklin Central has two stars that maybe could finish, but they're probably not individual contenders, but could finish pretty high up. Bloomington North, I mean, Kyle Clark maybe could get into the conversation in, in the 3,200 or even in the open 800. Winders could certainly win the open 800, but doing the four by eight earlier mortgages all of those teams' chances, all of those individuals' chances to do better later on. And as we're looking at it, all of those teams have basically made their intentions clear of we are going to go for the four by eight. And yeah. so this last year was like, I think 744 was like fourth. It could be something similar this year that all of a sudden we're looking at, oh my gosh, I can't believe a team ran 743 and finished fifth. I can't believe a team ran under 740 and, and didn't win. And didn't win. Because all of these teams are putting their four best guys in it. So I don't know if this kind of turns into like an NBA playoff series and it's just who who's it's so even that who's got the best guy. And if that's the case, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's I think there's kind of two teams for that, for who's well, there's probably one team for who's got the best guy. Then the other question would be, you know, does someone have does someone have enough before that to get it out of reach before? before the, the anchors get the baton. So hope, hope it'll, this will be, I'm really interested to see how the teams use their specific legs and what they feel is the best way for them to try and win. Um, we've talked about a lot of the strategies in the past, but I, it'll just be interesting, especially with, with within those first three. How good of a start do you want to get? Do you put one of your faster guys in the beginning or just – you know, have your solid leg for or a solid leg, but not your best two, and then just have your best two being able to chase. It'll it'll just be interesting. Of of those four main contenders, Bloomington North, Zionsville, Fishers, Carmel, none of them, none of them this year strike me as a team that would do something non-conventional. Just a guess. Because you do that if you feel like you're the underdog. You do that if you're in the position we were in 2021. Yeah. Where we knew that year Fishers had two 153s and we didn't. Our best guy was potentially as good as Fisher's best guy. But our second best guy, there was such a wide discrepancy there that we knew we had to do something. And so we thought, Let's put our best guy third, try to open up a lead, and maybe that will make the third leg freak out and, and we can get enough of a lead that the younger anchor runs irresponsibly. Um, and it turned out that neither of those things happened. Another I didn't freak out. He held on. And then the young anchor, who had, didn't have a ton of experience because the year before it was canceled for COVID, he didn't go out too fast. He went out in 52-9, but that wasn't too fast. That wasn't too fast. Yeah. yeah. And now there's four teams that have that sort of lineup of, of two 153s. Fishers is interesting because they don't have a second 153, but maybe Fishers has the best slowest leg. Mm -hmm. And maybe that maybe that's an advantage, like just a slight advantage to have 
Maybe. Yeah, and, and I very interesting that Fishers and Zionsville finished within a tenth of a second of each other at the regional. Now, as they're coming down the stretch, if it were the state meet, the last 50 meters would have been different than it was at this other one. They kind of like look back and forth at each other and they're trying to run, but they also kind of know I'll, you know, I'll see in another 55 eight minutes eight. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just in the open eight. <laughs> oh, because yeah, they had yeah. the same this these two guys had the same finish in the open eight. I mean, I think they were each time they were separated by like a tenth of a second. Wow. Cool. Anything else you're looking forward to on the boys in particular? Um, I mean, I'm excited for the uh, 3200. Hoping for some good stuff there, just personally. Um, so we'll see. All right. We'll see. Well, let's take a break and then we'll get to the girls. Three Rivers Running Company is proud to bring you the Appleseeds Youth Running Program. Our summer running program is a welcoming environment for kids going into kindergarten through eighth grade to engage in the sport of running. Join us this summer at Shove Park on Monday and Wednesday evenings. Our practices are a mix of education, running, and games. Head over to runsignup.com to sign up today. Reach out to Lynn at threeriversrunning.com with any questions. That's L-Y-N-N at the number three riversrunning.com. Yeah, yeah. All right. And we're back. So we're going to get into the girls. You had one extra point you said you want to make about the boys 3200. Yes, there are four four schools that have two competitors each in the boys 3200. And we coach two of those schools. Wow. We've Bloomington got half South. Yeah, Bloomington South, Carmel, New Albany, and That doesn't Vermont. count. They're that they're twins. That doesn't count. <laughs> Oh, it counts. But yes, yeah. So there's four schools with two competitors each, and we get to coach two of them, or four of them. So pretty fun. Two, two of the four, yes. Four boys, yeah. two schools. Yeah. The girls seems a little more straightforward, but certainly not any less exciting because of the all-time great, three all-time great girls at the tops of these fields, and one race in which they'll be running against each other so let's start with the first individual race of the night which will be the girls 1600 three girls have run either 447 or 448 nikki sutherland from delta sophia kennedy from park tutor gretchen farley from park tutor however only sutherland's going to be in this event sutherland's gonna win right yes we don't see any scenario in which she doesn't no, the only, the only, only minuscule thing would be if she really, well, I mean, we talked about it. She wants, she probably wants to make it conservative. So is there anyone in the field that if it was conservative enough could get by her? The, there's the zero, thing is, there's I, zero chance that it goes out slower than say 345. Right. So it, it, she would not let it get to that point knowing that. There, there's a middle line of conservative that she doesn't have to use so much, but fast enough that no one else can contend. So, yes. I would say the win is for Sutherland. 
let's get into the race for second. Okay. Because the performance list and the leaderboard are not equivalent at all. So Sutherland has the best time. She'll be in it. Kennedy has the second best time. She's out. Farley has the second, third best time. She's out. Canabla has the fourth best time. She's out. Lily Myers from Bloomington South has the fifth best time, but she's also on a contending four by eight. Then Julia Score, 455. She'll be in this. Summer Rempe will not be in this. Elia Hayes from Northview, likely in the four by eight. Lily Baker from Columbus North, almost assuredly in the four by eight. Ava Gerald from Pendleton Heights, Sadie Foley, uh, Joey Rastrelli. Is she is she in the 1600? Yes. So when we're getting into that, who could finish second? We're we're into it at the at the back half of of 450. So most of the top athletes are not in the 1600. Right, and whether that's you know for dodging the 1600, knowing that. Sutherland was going to be there, um, which I think is the most likely possibility of that. But also, yeah, just with, like you said, certain people coming back, um, the race for second will be interesting. I Just because it's, it's similar to how we were talking on the boys' side. You'll have the group of girls that will be fresh that are around that 455, 456. Right. Um, and then a group Score, of girls Gerald, that have fully – Yes. Yeah. Julia scored Daryl Foley, but then a group of girls like Lily Baker, Lily Myers that have been faster, but will be coming off another event. So how, how fast can they go on their second event? Two hours separated from the four by eight. And, and going to need to run very hard on the four by eight. So, you know, Baker's a good example because I think, I think I think one of the two Lilies probably is the second, like they probably are the second best 1600 meter runner in this field. Yeah. Right? If you do this, it, if it you do the exercise down. of who would be fresh or if everyone was fresh, you'd right. probably have Myers Baker. Yeah. So, but they're not going to be fresh. And, you know, Baker has consistently run under five minutes after running the four by eight beforehand, but I think she's been splitting like 216, 217, 218 before those. She'll get more rest, but I didn't start my watch for this one. Uh, we won't go over. She'll get more rest, but she's probably going to run 210. Let's, if they're in it on the four by eight, and they really could be, they've got a very good chance. She might run 210. And how does your body respond to that sort of shock and then needing to come back? And then not to mention, obviously, that it, you know, it might be 92 degrees. Mm-hmm. And and Myers would be in that same situation. Correct. Obviously. Correct. Um so but but even like we're saying that I, I wouldn't be surprised to see either of them be second, just with the experience they both have. Um, and all the, the group we just mentioned, pretty new runners to this sort of environment. Um, out of maybe those newcomers, who would you say has the edge to pull out second or third? Or out of like the like the Julia Score, Ava Gerald, Sadie Foley group. Yeah, probably Julia Score because she beat all of these girls at 
Franklin Central. Mm-hmm. So she has been consistently good. I think in general, sometimes you see a big a big perform a big spike in performance at say the sectional or the regional. And it's just kind of hard to recreate that coming back the next week. So anybody that had a big spike in performance and ran their best time by a lot in the regional, it's not impossible, but it's just less likely that you're a go- you're going to do it again the next week or even match that the next week. Yeah, again, not imp- not impossible, but in this case, I'd rather be someone that had had the consistent performances throughout the season, the more consistent performances that Julia Score had. Versus those other girls who have kind of spiked in the last couple of weeks, it feels like. I want to make sure I'm not missing this. It, did Warsaw's four by eight make the state meet? Because then that means Joey Rastrelli is fresh, and then I would immediately ascend her into that second spot. I, I totally missed that. I, I don't. I did uh, not see Warsaw's four by eight because that that that, that changes if, it a little bit. Even if they did it, I don't know that she would be on it. Right. So she's probably in that group with Lily Baker, Lily Myers. Yeah, but she, but she'll be fresh. So that's like she might actually have be the one with the inside track, the second. They they're not in the fast heat. I always put it that way. So they they're not going to use her. Yeah. So, so she, that, she's she's okay. definitely up there in the, in yeah. the sixteen hundred. Yeah. I change it. That's my pick for a second. 800. This is the most interesting of the races. I think we all kind of assumed that it was a foregone conclusion that Gretchen Farley was going to win. And I still think she will. You think Farley's going to win? Yes. But at the Pike Regional, Sutherland pushed Farley to the line and it was a, a quarter of a second difference between the two of them and they ran 205 high and 206 low so a few questions here is the state meet record in jeopardy is the overall state record in jeopardy and how serious of a contender is Sutherland when Farley has called her shot in this and pointed everything into the into the open 800 what are the records 204 Two or three high. Yes. The, those those might be a stretch. I mean, it seems like they both went pretty hard last week. Like, not that they can't go a tiny bit faster, but that is a pretty big jump when you get down that fast. You know, about two seconds. The state, I believe, Wiley set the state meet record last year. And I'm looking it up right now. Here I have the, yeah, uh, two, 206.26 for the state meet record. So that's in jeopardy for sure. Yes, that for sure. I don't know where to quickly find the all-time state record. I think the I think the winner, I think the winner will be under the state meet record and could approach the overall state record. Mm-hmm. And if they don't do it here, Certainly Sutherland or Farley could find a a national meet 
and and get after it yeah. in Philadelphia or Portland or or wherever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Farley. We've we've kind of seen this coming that you know Farley wanted to give her best shot at getting a state title, and knowing that Sutherland would probably be in the sixteen. She just started with the eight and obviously was in the 32 at the sectional and the regional, but knowing that the 800 would be her first and then give her the best shot at her own state title. But I mean, she's going to have the competition. Like it, it's going to be hard to do it. She, they showed that a lot. Sutherland showed that last week. Who do you like for third potentially? Is it, I, is it very clearly Nola Summers, Glenn? I think so. She She's not going to run on their four by eight. Um, so that two eleven from last week she was on the four by to help them get to the state meet i there's i doubt she's on it again anyone else that would even i would even consider would be in the four by eight so i i would definitely say nola for third summer rempy lily baker lily myers tori jackson from from whiteland i think has beaten baker potentially two two meets in a row the sectional and the regional but, you know, Baker and Myers, again, like we talked about, are looking at this is their this is their third event in, in three hours in a three hour time frame. And it may be hard to recover between these events at 90 degrees, 91, 92 degrees. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting name in here, Ciara Kepner from Hamilton Southeastern. I we, we can talk about this more when we get into that, and we're kind of banking some time because yeah. there's just not as much there's just not as much to talk about on on the girls side, um, because these are pretty obvious what's going to happen. This is the one where there there's at least some discussion about who the winners likely to be. Um, I wonder if I wonder if HSE puts together their four by they got into the fast seat and I wonder if they put together their four by if not I think she could finish really high up in the medals. Mm-hmm. And Columbus North has two girls in the fast heat here but again what what do they have left after the four by and then after Baker's in the 1600. Most of the girls to this point in the meet will be looking at this as a bonus to whatever happened before. Whatever they can get out of this, perfect. Ch- cherry on top for a lot of them. And then, you know, with with that general paradigm, how do you run? If you're tired, having that perspective might make it easier to give up and be like, hey, it's really hot and we won the four by eight or whatever, set a school record and I ran a really fast split and then I ran in the 1600 and I know I'm going to college next year and there's grad parties, you know, tomorrow. And does my mind wander and I just kind of let go of the rope and give up or is it no pressure? Now I can just go out and run. I I don't know. I think, I I think, yeah, I think some of those girls wouldn't be in that position unless they knew and they, I mean, they're, they're tough. Like they are here for a reason and, some of them have their eyes on multiple medals. Um, and I, I don't see anyone giving up just because it's their second or third event. But just, yeah, just saying, like, we, we you know, anything after those first two bonus, whatever. But I, I think they, they're still giving it. They're all, whatever they have left. 
3,200. Sophia Kennedy ran 10 flat in the regional. And the day of the girls' regional was still pretty warm. It got into the 80s, maybe the mid-80s. The day of the boys' regional was much more mild. And I don't know that it hit 70 degrees in Lafayette. Do you think she breaks the state meet record, which is 10.03, and happened on a very similar day? It was it was 90 or more that day at Ben Davis when Lily Cridge ran 10.03. What will the temperature be at 8.15? A little cooler, not a ton, but it, yeah, it's not going to be it, 90. It would be the same that it was at that Ben yeah. Davis meet. It's her only event, similar with Farley, the – objective here get yourself a state title or your best chance at it um so i guess that would be that'd be goal number one but i think she can do it on the way to a meet record i mean she just ran 10 flat so which is under that record which, which is under the record right do you think that she breaks the all-time indiana record which was anna roar at 956 oh um, I'm going to say that's going to be hard to do, which is obvious, but I'll, I'll, I'll say no to that. I'll say yes to state record. No to all time. I think she breaks both. Okay. Uh, the race for second Addison Canablo of Homestead ran 10 30 in the regional. She ran 10 12 earlier in the year. Julia Kiesler from Columbus North ran 10 31 at the regional. And she ran, oh, that was her best time this year, actually, 10.31. Um, Kiesler did beat Canablo at the HSR finals indoors. So she's Kiesler's run faster indoors. Uh, and then Clara Crane from Edgewood quietly put together a really good season here and ran 10.40 at the regional round. And I believe that was her. She, she ran, ran 1037 okay so slightly slightly faster than she ran at the regional um and we have to remember that she was fifth as a sophomore in the 32 mm -hmm. is there anybody else that i'm that i'm missing here of, of someone that could get up there and contend the, the regional round seemed i guess it's just a lot of our best distance runners are also good over shorter distances. So a lot of them are on four bites and Canablo and Kiesler are both going to run on, on four bites and Homestead, maybe not as serious of a contender as say Columbus North or Carmel or Noblesville, but they could get into that mix. So I, they're each going to have a race on their, on their legs from earlier. They're both going to run. I'm positive. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there the meads. I mean, they, they've been kind of under the radar this track season, but they showed in cross country when they got to the state meet, you know, they were able to contend to be all state. And I feel like this is the, it's like the Southern Indiana um, effect of, you don't see a ton of competition throughout the year. And so you don't necessarily just have your strongest performances, but you're capable of stronger and faster. And then you get with everyone else and you show really how good you are. Um, they're, they're obviously their regional time was a little farther back, but those are two I would see being in the top nine. I like that 
their regional time was separated by 12 hundredths of a second. And their best time from this season was separated by one hundredth of a second because they're identical twins. And I just, just like that because it get, makes yeah. sense to me. I'm just upset we couldn't get both twins in there, both, both pairs of twins, the Martolios and the Meads. Yes, there's, yeah, there's just one one Martolio. Yeah. Um, all season, it felt like we really started talking about this after the Carmel Showcase with the times there, that we were headed for a state meet where 13, 15, 18 girls broke 11 minutes. And then in the regional round, only four did. Part of that, I guess, could be just different athletes scattering to the 800 or the 1600 or the four by eight, or in some cases, all three of those events. Um, what do you what do you make of the regional round other than those those top top four times being so? Well, that's, that's the thing. I, I kind of had the same thought. I, I thought going into the tournament, we'd see this, you know, the same like. 11, 12, 13, 14 top names competing for a 3,200 medal. And, um, you know, we're looking up and down and seeing only four under 11. It's like, where did everyone go? And as you talked about either fleeing to the eight of the 16 uh, or coming back on the four by eights, but there was also, I think a couple of regionals that just went a little slower. Like I, I know the Lafayette Jeff one, um, those girls that finished in the top three, four, five, they're capable of sub 11. I think their first mile is, over 530 532 or something um so you know a few more sub 11s will come from there with hadessa austin liz smith you know they've gone sub 11 i, I think hadessa has i know liz has um but there's a couple more the meads as we mentioned so maybe not as many as we thought from before but still a few i, I think originally you thought with everyone that could be in there the metal would a metal stand would take like 1040 45 but now it might be like more towards 1050 1055 so only four under 11 minutes but 18 ran 11 10 or faster and they're all bunched up on this performance list from various regionals 1104 and then four more at 11, 11. So, and it's not going to go out conservatively because one girl's trying to break 10 minutes. So it's just going to go the whole time. Do you think it's reasonable that all of those girls could potentially run 10 or 12 seconds faster? Is this the kind of like showcase effect that we see at, at Carmel or even at Franklin Central? Carmel's a better comparison here because that is the 3,200. Do you think it's reasonable that a lot of these girls could run 12 or 15 seconds faster this week, despite despite that it is going to be a little warmer? I wouldn't say a lot, but but a few, definitely. A lot, it just, that makes it feel like it's, you know, the majority of the pack. Like, I, I don't feel that it's that many. I think there could be a Kennedy effect on this race okay. and that, it's just there's no there's no strategy there's no conservatism it's just like hey we're just we're racing the whole time we're going from we're going from the gun so i i don't know if we talked about this last time but i had looked up that the record the state record for girls under 11 
at the state meet was 13. And I think it's happened three times. Do you think that number times it's been exactly 13? Yeah. Do you think that number is in jeopardy? Because about a month and a half ago, when I asked that question, I definitely thought it was. Yes, because as I'm looking through this list of names, too, there are no I shouldn't say no, there's there's certainly three or four at the top. But there there aren't a ton of like you see in the 800 there aren't a ton of kind of big name athletes that have a lot of accolades. But there's just, there's a bunch in that time frame, and I think they're going to drop a lot of time. And because they're not, there's not a ton of the big name athletes, most of these kids are going to be on their first race. Right. And I think that's very important for the state meet. So you're taking the over on 13 and a half. Yes. Okay. Like looking at the performance list, that doesn't make sense. But so many of these girls are going to be, this is going to be their primary focus. And there's going to be fewer casualties than there are in say the 1600 or the 800 when they've already run the four by eight. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. I I think this is the I think this might be the premier event of all 32 events over this weekend. Yeah, I'm because bringing even, out my second notebook and my phone notes. Oh my gosh. This. So even the the boys I think on paper seems a little more open than it will be in reality. And I think this is so much more open than it seems right now. Carmel's 9-12 is the best time this year. And they ran that at the regional round. Carmel was fourth in this event last year. And I think they ran either 9-12 or 9-13. And fun fact, Carmel returned all four runners from last year. And those were the four that ran in the regional. Life doesn't always work out like that, but in this case, it, it has. Mm-hmm. Columbus North, third, I believe, last year at the state meet, second or third? Yes. Which one? Um, I believe third. Uh, wait, no, second. No. Second. Second. Okay. They ran 9-13 at their regional meet that they won pretty substantially. Carmel ran 9-12 and won by six seconds, but Carmel had the lead. 400 meters into it and ran the other 2,800 meters alone, essentially. Noblesville, third at this event last year at the state meet, brought all of those girls back. Noblesville, their first four listed. Doesn't mean they're going to run these four, but the first four listed, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior. I think those were the four they ran at the, at the regional. Um, I'm looking at Carmel's four, first four listed. Those were the four that they ran. And... Columbus North's first four listed were not before they ran at the regional, three of them. Uh, Homestead ran 921. I I think Homestead is maybe a little more on the fringe of this, but we could we could be surprised. Bloomington South had the first kind of eye-popping performance when they ran 915. What was that, like the Bloomington North invite maybe? Yes, yeah, Bloomington North invite. 
So that and that's only that's two seconds behind Columbus North and three seconds behind Carmel. And all of those performances were kind of solo efforts. Uh, and then Valparaiso has run 919. They did that the same day that Bloomington North ran 915. And Valpo South. ran Bloomington South, sorry, at the Bloomington North event. That's why I'm turned around. Um, and Valpo won this event last year. And I I don't know how hard Valpo ran at the regional round, but what makes me think that perhaps they didn't run a full effort is that Valpo qualified two girls in the open eight, two separate girls in the 1600, another girl in the 3200, and their four by four with some of those girls is seated second. So I just don't know how interested they were in pushing themselves and running all out in the regional round. That could there could there be a a two or three second difference per girl just by running a little bit harder? That's a lot to digest. What do you think? So first, can I give you the uh, the stat that I brought? Yes. Do you want to guess? Thanks for asking. So in the <laughs> in the stat in the split cast era, so this goes back to 2016, where you can look at all the distance events and see the splits for 800, 16, 32, and four by eight for every 400. Do you want to guess what the best lead leg of a four by eight has been? in that time frame, the best um, lead leg, which I think you know, but then I'm going to ask you what the second best is. Well, it would have been the <laughs> year that uh, Valpo ran Polizza first. She didn't run 209. Two, 215. Wait, she was 215 two on the lead leg that year. And that's the best one ever? That's the best one in the split cast era, yes. That's really... Yeah, did you have? Did you think there was a different one? I I had thought that she went out and ran two oh nine two ten on the leadoff leg. She only ran two fifteen. That's what I said. I I can recheck the, my math, but I I'm pretty sure it was two fifteen. That's kind of crazy. Oh, so, well, I, I brought this up to say that I think that could even be in jeopardy. Oh, um, that's for sure in jeopardy because yes. I. I know at the Lafayette Jeff the the first exchange happened at two fifteen. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna guess here. It just seems to me that on the girls' side, I don't know if it's because there can be a wider discrepancy because the girls' race is another twenty seconds slower than the boys, right? Or there's just a a, a, a wider difference on girls' legs that you might have a 212, but you also might have a 224. So there's 12 seconds there on the boys. You know, you might have a 151, but then if you're running those kids, then your slowest leg is going to be 159. Um, the girls' teams tend to run one of their better legs first, and boys' teams tend not to do that as much. And maybe there's a market inefficiency there that, that we see exploited one way or the other where – on the boys' side, maybe somebody breaks rank and runs their star first, 
or uh, on the girls side, maybe one of these winning teams puts their slowest one first, tells her to just hang in there and then lets their, you know, lets their stud go, go nuts on the, on the second leg. What's, what's the second best one then? Two sixteen point three by Noblesville mm-hmm. twice. So actually let me run you through the whole, I'll do this quickly, but in the, so it's what, six seasons, the last two. Six seasons, were, but does that, does that account for that? There was no state meet one year. Right. So six out of the last seven. Yeah. So the last six state track meets. The last two were Valpo had the best, best leads. So Valpo winning last year, they had the best lead off leg. And then the previous four. So from 2019 back to 2016, were all Noblesville. And I can't confirm this, but I'm guessing all four of those lead legs were either Mariah Anderson or Abby Little, uh, just based off of the names that were listed. Anderson, I haven't. Anderson went first a lot. Okay, so it was it was either her or Little all four of those years that Noblesville had the top lead leg. Um, yeah. Last so, year, I I think one of the interesting parts to this is the. It's the sandwich artistry. So who's who's got who's got subs to make? We're down to seven minutes, so we may end up throwing in a bunch of good points right at the end. So Carmel could potentially have a sub to make when you see their lineup from the regional, but Carmel's in the team race, and their athlete is seated fourth in the sixteen hundred. So. Do you do you sub her in? Try to cement your status in the four by eight, but know that that could come at a price in the sixteen hundred. I don't have a I don't have an answer for that. I don't have a good answer for that. Noblesville is in a very similar position. They have someone that ran five flat in the regional. She's seated to score. They're in the team race. I think Noblesville is more likely to make that sub. And and I think that because they did last year, they just pulled this exact athlete in and ran her first at the state meet. If Noblesville makes that sub and Carmel doesn't, I would I would peg those two teams pretty even. And then Noblesville Noblesville has the slightly better anchor if if they're relatively even. So I don't know if that's like you know we've got LeBron and you guys got Paul George. So <laughs> yeah, so we're we're like you said, you seeing at the regional how teams were already putting one of their two at the front. We talked about with the boys how teams having the luxury of two 153s, 154s. So on the girls' side now, having the luxury of two 215s. And there's, what, four of these top teams have that with um, Carmel, Noblesville, Columbus North, Bloomington South would probably be the four that have that. Yes. And so that's where if, if somebody is on that lead that, I mean, that somewhat meaningless stat goes down, but it helps you get out, get out front, let your two middle legs kind of roll with the pack. And then you still have the luxury of having your fast, probably your fastest, another sub two fifteen on the end. It's hard. It's hard when you get behind, but it, the boys race looking at the times from the regional it's a lot more clumped in than the girls race 
So the, the seed times in the girls race have a difference of 15 seconds. And so it, it's going to spread out a little bit more and there's going to be a little more room to run and a little more room to maneuver. I, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously. Are you sure? But I, I think that four and a half minutes, I think, I think Noblesville could make that sub and I think they should. And I think that draws them pretty close to even with Carmel and Columbus North. Carmel and Columbus North both ran kind of alone. But when you look at the splits for those teams, it seems that Columbus North has more chance for upside and more chance to, to do better and improve at the state meet than Carmel. Splitting hairs here. It's a minuscule chance of improvement because the Columbus North girls were running faster in the open than they were in the four by eight. And that wasn't the case necessarily with the Carmel girls. Bloomington South is really interesting because they have a freshman on there that still that has run 214 and has a lot of 400 potential and just may not know what she can do. And so, you know, it depends on where they where they run her, but she she could open it up for them pretty wherever she runs, I think. And part of me is just having a hard time forgetting how well the girls from Valpo, their their role players closed in the last 150 meters. And that that is so that is so important in the 800. Yeah. That is, and I kind of know training wise. I mean, I don't know like the the ins and outs of what they're doing, but I I have a basic idea of their overview, and I just, but they're they're gonna need a they're gonna need a big lead because they do not have a two ten, and Carmel does, and Columbus right. North does, and Noblesville certainly does, and maybe even Homestead does, and Blue, so Valbo doesn't have that anchor leg, but I could just see them really teams that are trying to hide somebody at, at the second or third leg i could see valparaiso hanging in there and and running a really good first leg to hang in with those teams that run a star on the first one and punishing teams in the last and opening up say a four second lead in in the middle legs and then and then maybe they're okay i i went back and watched our uh, broadcast today of the four by eight. You, you talked about that a lot about about Valpo's finishing each finishing each stage. of those girls and that they obviously last year had the advantage of the best runner and they don't have that this year so honestly they're probably not going to win because of that um but that was sometimes the last 150 is worth more than the first 650 because if you start tying up you could lose two to three seconds on that leg. And Valpa was making up two seconds in, in the closing parts of those legs. You had previously said nine flat for the winning time. Sticking with that or coming back a little bit? I think it'll be nine. I think it'll be, I think it'll be right around nine minutes. Okay. Yep. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Anything else? Hey, more improbable. An eight seed making the finals 
or a team coming back from 3-0. One of those is going to happen. Which one's more improbable? 3-0. It's never happened. Okay. Well, eight seeds never made the finals. Uh, the Knicks did that one year, but it was a lockout year, so it didn't count. Hey. hey, I'm excited for the week. Me too. Can't wait. I'll see you on Friday and Saturday. See you there. I mean, no ceilings. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They're my little guys. I love them.